Exodus chapter 15, we're going to just look at a couple of verses here, uh, verses 20 and 21, and just for a minute tonight talk about Miriam and her uh, experiences. Now, we don't see Miriam mentioned too much in Scripture. We only see her uh, mentioned on a couple of different occasions, and one of those occasions is here in Exodus 15, 20, and 21. Now, Miriam was the sister of Moses and Aaron. Now, we are well familiar with Moses and Aaron. We have seen them a lot throughout the book of Exodus, but here we see a brief mention of Miriam, and we see uh, her praising the Lord, but when we see Miriam mentioned again in Numbers 12, we see a little different uh, situation being played out. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight is the life of Miriam and, and kind of uh, two different uh, things that we see play out in her life and also how that connects to our life sometimes too. So let's pray and then we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you tonight and I pray that you just would hide me behind the cross as I preach and teach these words. And I pray that as we look at the life of Miriam, Miriam dear Lord, that you would help us to look at our own lives, dear Lord. We see a pattern in, in Exodus of, of, of how your people handle situations, dear Lord. We see times where they're doing right by you and, and, and trusting you and, and living obediently to you, God. And we see times where they're not living obediently to you, dear Lord. Even those that you, uh, that you uh, empowered and put into leadership to, to lead your people there, God. We see that there are good days and bad days. So God, help us to examine our lives and, and, and see that, dear Lord, there may be times that we have uh, gotten off track. And so God, help us to to get back on track, dear Lord. Let us have the same heart uh, that Miriam has tonight in these words that we are about to read. But also, God, let us examine ourselves so we can see if we're not where we need to be, dear Lord. We can get back to where we need to be in our relationship with you. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Exodus 15, verse 20. Then Miriam, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women followed her with their tambourines and danced. Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. He has thrown the horse and its rider into the sea. Now this kind of picks up where we left off a couple of weeks ago in Exodus. We had just seen that the Israelites were delivered through the Red Sea, that God had parted with his power, and the Israelites crossed on dry ground, and the people of Israel were praising the Lord. That's a natural response. We talked about that this morning. When you see God's work and you see God's power, uh, the people recognize that. Their enemy had been destroyed, they had been delivered, and they were praising God. That's what chapter 15 is, God's people offering praise to him. And here uh, we see the mention of Miriam, the sister of Moses and of Aaron. And she is leading the women and they are praising the Lord. They are praising the Lord for their deliverance. And we see her singing these praises to God. But as we look a little further in scripture, and you can turn with me if you want to, to Numbers chapter 12. If you turn a little further, you see that Miriam goes from, a, from an attitude of praise to uh, an, a time in her life where God has to uh, correct her. Numbers chapter 12. Give everybody a second to turn there. Look at the first 15 verses is what we'll be reading. Numbers 12. Verse 1, Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because of the Cushite women 
woman he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. Now, some of your translations may say Ethiopian. The word that's used there could be translated either way. So he married a foreign wife, to, to, to make it simple for us. Moses had married a foreign wife, and Aaron and Miriam did not like that. They did not approve of that for whatever reason. And they took offense to that, and they began to criticize. They began to talk about Moses and this decision that he had made to marry this foreign woman. In verse 2, they said, Does the Lord speak only through Moses? Does he not also speak through us? Now, we don't have a lot of context as to exactly what was going on there. Uh, but it appears as though there was some pride in the life of Aaron and in the life of Miriam. They were questioning Moses. They were saying, aren't we two prophets? Now, we see the, that Miriam is mentioned as a prophetess in the Scripture, as well as Aaron is mentioned as a prophet. And they say that here as they are criticizing Moses and the choice he has made to marry a foreign woman. They say, does the Lord speak only through Moses? Does he not also speak through us? Now, God obviously knows what they were saying, what they were doing here, and God responds to that. And the Lord heard it, verse 3. Moses was a very humble man, more so than any man on the face of the earth. Now, we take a shift. We kind of see the heart and the attitude of, of Aaron and Miriam here. And these events are taking place, this would have been... Probably uh, uh, at least a couple of years. We know that from the beginning of Numbers because it says it's two years after uh, they got out of Egypt. So this would have been even further than that. So at least two years from the time uh, they were delivered to this point. So some time had passed and they have gone from uh, an attitude of praising the Lord to their, it seems as though some pride that has come into their relationship and their, and their thoughts of, of Moses here. And so they begin to speak out against Moses. God hears that. And here we see established what kind of man Moses is. Now, Moses obviously is a godly man, and it says he is the most humble man on the face of the earth. Now, think about that for a second. That in and of itself is a pretty unbelievable thing to imagine. On the face of the earth, Moses is the most humble man. And that's something we could take a lesson from, for some of us, at least for me, to learn a little bit of humility. And God recognized that Moses was a humble man, and Moses was indeed his servant trying to lead the people. And God was unhappy about what was taking place in the hearts of Aaron and Miriam. In verse 4, suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, you three come out to the tent of meeting. So the three went out. So the three of them went out. So God calls a little meeting. There is some problem, uh, some, some, some tension in the relationship between these three siblings, and God is about to deal with this situation. So he says, I want you to come out to the tent of meeting. Now, the tent of meeting would have been a little distance outside of the camp where the Israelites would have been, and the tent of meeting is where Moses would go to talk to God and the pillar of cloud would descend on it and Moses would communicate with God in the tent of meeting. And here, God is calling all three of them to come to the tent of meeting. Now, as we read on, we see that God is not happy with the things that have transpired here. And when I read that God is calling them out to the tent of meeting, it kind of made me think about uh, maybe getting called out to the woodshed. You know that you're in trouble when daddy calls you out to the woodshed. In my case, it was to the bathroom. When I was a kid, I know I've told you all that story before, but my dad would look at me and say, do you need to go to the bathroom? But I knew it was not for for uh, purposes of of, of, of 
clearing my bladder. It was to, it was to uh, adjust my attitude. And so as I read these words and, and God said, all right, I need to see you three at the tent of meeting. It's like being called to the principal's office. Now, I don't know what Aaron and Miriam's attitude or thoughts were during this time, but I can only imagine that there is a possibility at least that they were saying, uh-oh, we're in trouble now. And so God calls them to the tent of meeting and they head out there. Verse 5, Then the Lord descended in a pillar of cloud, stood at the entrance to the tent, and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When the two of them came forward, he said, Listen to what I say. If there is a prophet among you from the Lord, I will make myself known to him in a vision. I will speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my household. I speak with him directly, openly, and not in riddles. He sees from he sees the form of the Lord. So why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The Lord's anger burned against him, and he left. So God is angry with what's taking place here. He is angry with Aaron and Miriam because they're speaking out against Moses, and God is saying, you need to realize who Moses is. He is somebody who is, who is greater than the rest of the people who may be receiving visions. God is saying, I personally am coming down and speaking with Moses and revealing clearly to him what I'll have him here and what I'll have him lead you guys to. And how can you come against Moses, who is my faithful servant, who is obedient to me? And so God's anger is burning against Miriam and Aaron. Can you imagine how scary that instance must have been? Can you imagine what it must be like to stand before God and God call you out for your sinfulness. And we need to imagine it because the day will come for us too. You think, boy, that's scary. I'm glad I wasn't there. Well, let's stop for a second because there will come a day that you and I will be there and we will be standing before God and we will answer for our sinfulness and what we have done and what we have said and what we have thought. Praise the Lord, there's Jesus Christ. So that when we stand before God, if we're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, we will be forgiven and we will be considered sons. And we won't have to face God's wrath. But what we're going to see here with Miriam and Aaron is that they stand before God and Miriam is going to experience God's wrath for what has taken place. Or maybe I should say punishment. Maybe, maybe wrath a little too strong a word or maybe not. But anyway, let's, let's read on. Verse 10. As the cloud moved away from the tent, Miriam's skin suddenly became diseased, as white as snow. When Aaron turned toward her, he saw that she was diseased and said to Moses, My Lord, please don't hold against us this sin we have so foolishly committed. Please don't let her be like a dead baby whose flesh is half eaten away when it comes out of his mother's womb. So uh, this got Aaron and Miriam's attention because as soon as God leaves the tent of meeting, uh, Miriam's skin becomes diseased. Now she could have had leprosy. It could have been some other type of skin disease here, but it definitely got their attention because instantly Aaron went to Moses and said, will you forgive us for what we have done? We have done wrong by you and in the sight of the Lord 
And, and it, we give a, a kind of a, a, a real gruesome uh, picture here of, of, of explaining that skin being half eaten away. So this is a serious punishment that God is putting on Miriam here because of the sin that her and Aaron had committed. Now, a good question for us to ask is why didn't Aaron get any punishment here? Well, I don't know. Perhaps Miriam was the one who started it and maybe that's why she got the punishment. I don't know the answer to that question. That's just one theory, but why ever God decided to punish Miriam, she was the one that he placed this skin disease on. In verse 13, then Moses cried out to the Lord, God, please heal her. Verse 14, the Lord answered Moses, if her father had merely spit in her face, wouldn't she remain in disgrace for seven days? Let her be confined outside the camp for seven days after that, she may be brought back in. So God says here that what Miriam did is disgraceful. And because of what she did, uh, she's facing the punishment for that. And because of her disgrace, she needs to be separated from the rest of the people for seven days. Now, this is, this is pretty serious stuff. God did not take this sin lightly. And this is a good reminder to us that God does not take sin lightly. Sometimes maybe we think because... We're not instantly stuck with, struck with a skin disease that maybe God's okay with our little sin here and there. Well, in the case of Miriam, we see that God does not take sin lightly. And praise the Lord that we do not get struck with things like this every time we sin. Praise the Lord that He is merciful and gracious to be patient with us. It's not to say that maybe some of the things that occur in our life aren't a result of sinfulness, aren't a result of God trying to get our attention. But praise the Lord that we don't get what we deserve, because if we did, we would be like Miriam all the time. And so Moses, he, he hears the plea of Aaron, and he calls out to God that God would heal her, but God says, before I do, seven days she needs to be separated because she is, is, is a disgrace for what she has done. Verse 15, so Miriam was confined outside the camp for seven days and the people did not move on until Miriam was brought back in. Now here we see two totally different, <coughs> excuse me, two totally different situations in Miriam's life. In the Exodus account, she's praising the Lord. In the Numbers account, she's experiencing uh, the punishment of the Lord. But what's interesting is, is, God didn't abandon her there. For a period, it affected her relationship with the Lord and with the other Israelites. She was separated in her disgrace. But God didn't abandon her there. God didn't tell the people to leave her there. They stayed there until she was healed, until she was brought back in. And we only see these couple of instances of, of Miriam in Scripture. We see her mentioned once again in Deuteronomy where God is recalling to the Israelites this event that took place to give them guidance on how to deal with a skin disease. But here's the learning experience I think we can get from God's Word here. And this is something that we see throughout the Exodus experience. Not just with Miriam, but we see disobedience on Moses' part. He's the most humble man. He's a faithful servant of God. God is speaking highly of Moses here, and even Moses doesn't do right by God. When we see the same thing later on, we're going to get to it, that Aaron does not do right by God. A man called by God, Aaron would have been there to see all the miracles. Aaron would have been there to know what God had done, how God had delivered him. You would think that Aaron uh, would believe and not question anything or do anything to get on God's bad side or be disobedient to the Lord. But lo and behold, as Moses is on the mountain and the people say, 
Aaron, make us a golden calf. What does Aaron do? Oh, he just does it. He doesn't question. He gives in. And here we see Miriam, the same thing. These three brothers and sisters who have seen God's work, who know fully God's work, they still fail sometimes in their life. And so do we as Christians. There are times in our life where we are like the Miriam of Exodus chapter 15, where we are praising God for the mighty work that he has done in our life, for the deliverance that he has given us over sin, over some situation that we were in, a healing maybe that we've received, and we are singing praises to God along with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And those times we say, boy, this is great. I'll never doubt you, God. But it didn't take but a couple of years later, and here we see pride come into the equation a little bit. And we see the result of that. We see her going from praising God to experiencing God's punishment. And sometimes we as Christians are chastised by the Lord, the Scripture says. Sometimes God has to allow us to go through things to get our attention. Sometimes it may feel like we're separated from the Lord for a period. We just talked about this in Lamentations a couple of weeks ago. The Israelites being separated, uh, so to speak, uh, maybe separated is not a good word. They were, they were held captive by the Babylonians. They were taken from their land, and their relationship with the Lord uh, was, was, was tested and tried during that time. And at the end of that time, God restored them, and they praised God for it. And sometimes in our lives we are like Miriam and one minute we're praising the Lord and the next minute we're acting in a sinful way that we shouldn't be acting. And sometimes like Miriam, maybe God is trying to get our attention to say that's not cool. It's not okay to say that. It's not okay to do that. It's not okay to act that way. And maybe sometimes our relationship is affected and we feel like we are abandoned outside of the camp like God doesn't care or God's not listening. But it was only for a period that Miriam was left out in the cold. And God, I don't believe, ever leaves us. But sometimes God knows what it takes to get our attention. It's not that God abandons us forever. But eventually, Miriam was restored to the Israelites. And if we call out to the Lord, if we say, look, God, if we realize our sinfulness and we realize what we've done and we call out to the Lord to forgiveness, I believe God is faithful to bring us back into the fold. I believe God is faithful to heal us of the skin disease that we have, the spiritual skin disease, the spiritual things that we suffer through that affect our relationship with God and our relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ, just as her relationship with Moses was affected. Sometimes things we say about our brothers and sisters in Christ may not be things that we should be saying or things that we should be doing. And so we need to examine our life and say, look, is there a time in our life where I was praising God more than I am now? Am I at a time in my life where I'm like Miriam and I'm saying things or doing things or, or treating other people in a way that's not what God calls me to do? And we need to examine ourselves. And if we are, then we need to give that to the Lord and ask the Lord to restore us, to heal us, to bring us back to where we need to be so that we can get out of our sinfulness, our, 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 our attitude, our actions, and get back into our singing praises to the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight, and I thank you for these scriptures that we see tonight. And I pray, God, that you would just help us to see areas in our life where maybe we have been disgraceful, uh, like Miriam was in your word, dear Lord. We don't want to be disgraceful to you, God. We don't want to treat other people wrong. We don't want to talk about people, dear Lord. We don't want to treat our brothers and sisters in Christ in a way that, that, that is just not Christ-like. And so, God, I pray that you help us to get to a spot where we're praising you. If there are some here in this place that aren't there right now, dear Lord, that you were called to our mind, the, 
great miracle in Jesus Christ that you've given us and help us to remember that we have reason to rejoice and that if we've gotten off track from living a life for you, dear Lord, that you help us to get back on track, that you help us to repent of our sinfulness and to seek you out and to give everything to you, dear Lord, so that we can get in a closer relationship with you, dear Lord, and, and live in a way that's obedient to you. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.